Welcome to the Women Influencers in Business and CRE podcast. I am Veronica Malolos, CCIM, founder and CEO of Capital Stack Real Estate Group, a commercial real estate company serving the greater Orlando area. Today's guest is Heather Border, co-founder of Alliance Global Advisors, a consulting firm that is currently representing $540 billion in assets. Heather and I spoke about her launching a business at the onset of the pandemic, the challenges of building a family while building a career, and advocating for young women through the WellFit Girls organization as part of the Alliance Gives Back program. This is an episode you don't want to miss. Please don't forget to hit that thumbs up button to subscribe below. I welcome your comments and please share with someone who can benefit from this podcast. All right. Well, good morning, Heather. How are you? I'm great. Good morning, Veronica. How are you doing today? I am good. I am in Florida and I know that you are from Naples, Florida, but today you are in Denver, isn't it? Vale. I'm in Vale, Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Yeah. As you know, it gets a little hot and steamy in Florida during the summertime. So uh, we get the family out here and get them out into the mountains, usually the month of July and part of August. That's amazing. And I'm sure it's, it's really, it's really beautiful and relaxing. Do you work while you're away or are you on a vacation? I do. I mean, I think as, you know, an entrepreneur and an owner, I don't know that you ever get to quite get away. So I try to be embedded in the day to day as much as possible and, you know, take breaks and get out in the mountains and get the kids regrounded for the school year to come. But we do our best. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Listen, I want to say thank you, first of all, for gracing our podcast. I think this is amazing that you are here today to talk about your story So let's get right to it. Tell us how you grew up in your environment and how you got to where you are today, Heather. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me. So, you know, just a little bit by way of background, as you mentioned, I I, I live in Naples, Florida, but I'm actually from, from Naples, Florida as well. And in undergrad, I went to a small school called Western Western State, and that was in Gunnison, Colorado. And I played volleyball for the school. I was always a collegiate athlete. That was just part of my part of my passion. Um, and I think that's kind of part of the the grit that I've been able to carry on into my career as well. It kind of came from that collegiate spirit, if you will. But so from undergrad, I went on to obtain uh, my master's at the University of Denver and found myself embedded in the University of Denver's finance program and their master's of real estate program. And I would say during that time period, there weren't as many master's programs in real estate as there are now. And so it's essentially another finance course or a set of of finance courses that are dedicated to real estate. And so for anybody that's looking to evolve their career in finance, I think that's just a great way to go and grab your master's in real estate finance. It it really kind of set the foundation for what I've been able to accomplish since then. Now, Uh, if if I may ask, you really had two bachelor's degrees and two master's of science degrees. So tell me a little bit about that and why <laughs> yep. you did that. The power of diversification, right? So um, <laughs> it was really my attempt to become a real estate uh, kind of tax general counsel, if you will. I don't know why that was like something just tax law was so interesting to me. And if you can really understand it. So then I started kind of my journey from like an accountant's accounting stand, um, standpoint, and I was an accountant 
early on before I got my master's degrees and just thought this like sitting behind the desk thing behind the scenes was just really not my place, (laughs) but it gave me a great foundation. And I think that anything you can learn early on in your career and kind of embed in um, and maybe be part of um, just always gives you additional exposure, additional point of view, like as you go on and, and further and kind of find your place in the industry. So yeah, it was, it was accounting as undergrad, business admin, undergrad, master's in finance and master's of real estate. And when you kind of put all those together and now I'm an advisor, which I'll, I'll kind of allude, you know, give you more information about um, as I continue to speak to my bio and what I've been able to accomplish. It's, it really kind of puts all the pieces together, right? Absolutely. And when you have that diversification from the ground up, I think that just only enhances your career and enhances, you know, what you're able to kind of give back to the industry from there on out. So, well, that's pretty amazing. (laughs) Pretty (laughs) amazing. Thank you. So yeah, so I think I was wrapping up my uh, credits at University of Denver. And I had a professor come to me and say, you know, Heather, I think that you'd be really incredible at capital markets. And here I'm thinking like, what in the world are capital markets? What does this mean? And essentially, he explained it to me as you're matching the capital and you're matching, you know, the the placement of that capital, you know, with the investment managers that are in our industry and in an in an institutionalized manner. And I thought, well, well, that that sounds really fun, and it sounds like something that you know could work, especially with you know the broad you know types of of education that was a, that I was able to formalize earlier on in my career. So that being said, I started work with a group called the Townsend Group, and the Townsend Group today and and back then as well is the largest real asset consulting firm, and their clients are typically the LPs, so the limited partners, the investors in the industry. And so I, I started with Townsend in 2008, and as I believe everybody who's listening to this podcast would know is that right around then, um, the GFC was unraveling. Yeah, And so, you know, I had this opportunity within Townsend where I was reporting back to the investors, to the LPs and the investors that Townsend was representing in that time period and that I was working with on, on my account was the state of Florida, was DC retirement board, was Dallas police and fire, was Colorado employees. So very large pension funds. And during that time period, as many of you would know, is real estate suffered, you know, drastically. And as I was reporting back to these pension funds, you know, you're reporting values where the values had declined 60, 70 percent at times and extremely scary and humbling, you know, outcomes and portfolio returns. Did you feel such a heavy weight? on your shoulders, knowing that the pension funds really affected so many of the people that that we would connect with in our communities. Absolutely. So you look at the beneficiaries of those pension funds, right? And part of my job responsibilities was to be part of those boardroom conversations and to report mm-hmm. back to the board of directors um, within these pensions. And a lot of times, many of those board makeups were their retired teachers, were the retired firefighters. And so as you're, you're sharing what has occurred within their portfolio, you know, at times I'd be watching the tears run down their face, oh, right? And I can just imagine. It was, it just, I would say that just framed me and humbled me from the very beginning and the onset of my career. And, you know, now looking back, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to have that experience. And, and just to give a little bit of context, 
How old were you when you were doing this back in 2008? Because I know Um, you're young. Thank you. I'm not sure about that, but I, I, I believe I was about, you know, 26, 27. So it wow. was, you know, and as kind of the, it was the onset of my institutional career, if you will. And I very much, you know, would walk into those boardroom uh, conversations and it was, it was a very, very uncomfortable place to be. I remember, you know, staying up all night long the night before, you know, just like reading and rereading and just making sure I had all the statistics correct. Because as you're framing that conversation, you want to make sure that you're coming from a place uh, that you, you know, that you you couldn't have done it any better if you tried. And so that was, it was something that was so important to me. And you wanted to be able to come into those boardrooms from a very authentic place of, you know, I, I understand, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm in this with you. And so that's why it was so important to create very strong partnerships with the investment managers that represented those portfolios and the contributions to those portfolios. And so I think that kind of frameworks into kind of the next, you know, segue of my career is coming out of the GFC and just understanding the capital markets and understanding kind of the role in which the advisors play, the consultants play, the investors play. I found that I was really interested in raising capital myself. And so mm-hmm. I went on to a couple of different firms and led the capital markets team and built several different capital markets teams from then. If you don't mind a question about you building those teams, I know back then, and it's not too far back because you're still young. Did you have a lot of choices when you're putting a team together? I know it's probably the best talent, but in other words, the makeup, I'm, I'm specifically asking about the makeup of those teams. Did you find so many others like yourself, a woman who's achieved so much so young in their lives? early in their lives and was able to come on the team with you. Yeah. So I've always loved like the good underdog story, right? So the way that I have always built the teams is you find somebody who's hungry. You find somebody that, you know, has demonstrated the grit that is looking for a pathway of growth for themselves and within, you know, an organization. And so I felt that, you know, because that is who I am at my core, I would authentically attract those types of individuals. And so I felt that I was, you know, I've, I've been very grateful for kind of the, the diversity that I've had within, you know, bringing up those teams and creating those teams. But yes, I think I've, like I said, it's just to me, it's always been the real underdog story wins. And you give somebody a path forward and you show them a path to promotion, you show them a path to success, and you give them the tools to how to be successful with it. And you mentor and create that relationship and partnership along the way. And I think that could be really powerful. So, uh, you Amazing. know, I'm very, very grateful for the, the types of teams that I've built. It's great. That's great. Yeah. And so you moved on. So, and- so yeah. So that being said, so you know, capital, capital markets, how to capital markets, which essentially is, is capital formation and capital raising. But then, you know, you kind of kept going, I kept going back to the drawing board and say, like, there's got to be more here. There's got, there's just the, the industry just needs, needs something else. And so I had a good friend at that time. Her name's Jennifer Stevens. She is now my business partner and one of my very best friends. And Jen was at the Townsend Group. She stayed at the Townsend Group. So we, we both started our careers there, institutional careers there. She was then a partner. So now I'm speaking back in 2019, 2020. 
And she was a partner there. And we kept talking about this void that we saw in the marketplace. So once again, we sit in the institutional world. So there's investors, there's investment consultants and advisors, and then there's the investment managers. So in a simplistic fashion, right? And the advisors that were in our industry at that point in time serviced the investors, but there were no advisors that serviced the investment managers. And there was, you know, several individuals that had been advising investment managers, maybe in a one-off kind of standpoint, maybe if they had retired or were, you know, had a special relationship with that advisor, but there hadn't been anybody that had kind of institutionalized this framework or this concept. So Jen and I decided to, you know, collaborate together and to join forces. And we thought, you know, why not? And if I'm being really honest, we kind of thought, oh, well, we'll just launch this. This will be a little bit of a lifestyle um, business. We both had, you know, young kids at the time and thought, well, you know, we'll just grab two or three clients and we'll be, you know, we'll make, we'll make a small change. Right. And now this, this was early in 2019. This is uh, about 2020, right? The right. So this is as we're framing. So the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, we're framing, you know, what we want to create with this. And so long story short, we decided to launch in 2020. We launched on April 1st, 2020. So right at the onset of the pandemic, <laughs> right at the onset, especially in, in commercial real estate, where there were so many fears around what is to come. And to And once again, to be brutally honest, we thought about not launching. We were worried that we were kind of putting ourselves out there in a in a time period where, you know, people were very vulnerable, where where everyone was very, you know, fearful of what is to come or what, you know, what was had already arrived. And, you know, we just thought, look, like if we're going to do this, we've got to get out there at some point in time. There's going to be no perfect time. And so let's launch. And let's see, you know, what we're able to attract from there. What had occurred is that we launched and let me actually, let me kind of backtrack. So the framework of our model. So our, our, our organization is called Alliance Global Advisors. Alliance Global Advisors made a mark in, in the marketplace because our intent is to inform investment managers of best practices and how to better serve their investors, which are their clients. So is that... Is that more of a consultancy to the investment managers? It's an advisors to the investment managers. And really what we try to do is we provide growth-oriented solutions as they're going through the various stages within their organization and the growth, and as they're kind of framing the growth trajectory of their organization. As I mentioned, we launched on April 1st, 2020. We have since been able to service a variety of the investment managers, small, mid-sized, very large global um, allocators. And really what that proved to the industry is that it's not just the small emerging managers that need assistance kind of getting the launch and getting out there. It's the mid-sized managers. It's the larger global allocators who are also looking for assistance on how to, you know, just how to make changes, how to look yeah. at their organization, kind of open the hood, see if they have the right seats, 
put people in the right seats, um, see if they have the right products in the market. Are they competitive with their fees? Can you challenge their investment strategy and what they have to offer the marketplace? Is what they're saying, is that what they're really doing, right? And kind of matching that up kind of to the operational efficiencies of each of the organization. So all of our clients essentially are in some type of an inflection point when they when they join a partnership with Alliance, whether they're looking to grow, whether they're looking to put a new product in the marketplace, whether they're looking to reorg. And so it just created this independent voice for the investment management community that wasn't there before. Right. And, and so from what I gather from what you just described, you really do help with strategic sort of decisions. Yeah, absolutely. With, absolutely. That's, that's that's very much part of it. So what occurred, you know, previous to Alliance being in the marketplace is that a, man, a manager would come to an investor and say, how can I do better? How can I improve for you? Or they may come to a consultant such as Townsend Group or Stepstone And they'd be asking these questions, but the same people that they were asking the questions to were also the ones that they were evaluating and that that were doing due diligence um, and performance due diligence on them. So there wasn't this like independent voice where the managers could go to in a very vulnerable place and say, I need assistance. Like, I know I'm not, you know, doing it the best. And I know that there's, you know, stronger opportunities for me to put myself in a, in a stronger place for the, the investor community. Um, but I need that, I need that advice. And so that's really kind of the, the, the reason why we were formed is that we just, we felt that the investment management community needed a voice and just needed to be heard from a place that wasn't going to also be underwriting them and be being uh, performing due diligence on them. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, that seems thank you. just fantastic. And your company, Alliance, has to this day have represented 540 billion. I, I'm yeah, not sure, so- but yeah. No, you you absolutely have that correct. So um, as I mentioned, we've been able to service a, a very diverse group of investment managers. And to date, our, our client AUM has about, been about $540, $550 billion. And really just once again, like that just that just showcases that it's it's not just the small managers that are out there. The investment management community is looking for assistance. They they want to do better, they want to serve the investor investor base in a in a stronger fashion. And they're looking for that type of independent voice and independent advice. Fantastic. Congratulations to you. you. And of course, to Jen, I wanted to shift a little bit to maybe one challenge that you can think of and how you overcame that challenge, either personally or maybe in building your business or your career. Share share with us that that one challenge. Yeah, I mean, look, this is, you know, women of women of influence. And so I think that kind of to, to speak a little bit to the the women audience and my experience kind of transforming my career as a woman, I would say that some of the most challenges occurred as, you know, I was going through, you know, having my children. And it's also typically around the same time where you're, you know, rocket shipping your career. And I think that that presents, you know, a lot of challenges for these women. I believe that, you know, historically that has been, you know, more challenging than it is today. And it's, it's 
it's look, it's always, it's always tough. That's a, that's a tough part in life. And it's also a very beautiful point in your life. And I think that our industry has done a really great job kind of shaping and evolving and making a safe place for these, for these women to be able to do so. But that was a, that was a very tough point, I would say in my career, because it's almost like you're going through such this beautiful time and you're like hiding it and you're, you're trying to be involved in everything and you're trying to, you know, frame your own voice at that point in your career. And there, there, you know, when I was going through it, there wasn't a lot of conversations around it and how difficult that could be to, you know, essentially do it all. And you talk about this concept of like work-life balance. And I just, I think that that's a bunch of bull honky, yeah. but it's just, you know, I think that piece was so tough for me. And I would just, you know, encourage the audience, like, if you have team members that are going through it, you know, create a safe place for them to do so. Create a, a safe place for them to have conversations and be vulnerable. Create a space where, you know, they feel that they can, you know, take care of their family as, you know, they need to make that a priority at that point in time and continue to give them a runway to be successful with your, in your organization at the same time. And that's not always easy to do. And I know that I'll be challenged, you know, from a leadership perspective, you know, when my teammates are going through something similar, but that, I think that to me was the biggest challenge in my career. The other piece that I experienced is that the women um, within my organizations at that time were not my advocates during that time period. And I think that created, you know, even more questioning for me of, you know, we've got to do better. There was almost this sense of like, well, I didn't have support during that time period and I did it. So therefore, you know, I'm not going to give you support while you're going through this transition. So I would just encourage the audience, you know, if there's anybody, you know, that you know, or anybody within your organization that may be going through something similar on their, you know, life past journey, you know, just make a safe place for them because it is a very, very challenging uh, time in, in women's lives, especially as they're trying to frame their career and just create a beautiful, you know, place for their family to, to flourish as well. You know, Heather, I have to say, I not only think that's fantastic, I appreciate what you just said. And I say that because we don't know what goes on with people's lives. People in general, it could be men, it could be women. But women in particular, we go through stages of our lives where we're mothers. When we're pregnant, we have hormonal changes. And that obviously affects the way that we perform, for instance, in our jobs. And you're right, providing a safe place and also being a little bit more cognizant and perhaps intentional in supporting and advocating for other women. I think that's, that's really fantastic. And I think that's a great segue to influence, the topic of influence. And I wanted to highlight a little bit about the WellFit Girls. Is that a program or I, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because I know that's a big part of your advocacy and how you're you're really creating this this support for for advancing women. So speak a yeah. little bit about that, please. Thank you. I will. Wellfit Girls, I just, you know, I got the chills when you you say the name of the organization. So I'm on the board of Wellfit Girls. It's also a very important piece to the Alliance Gives Back program, which I can speak to in a minute. 
But Wellfit Girls is a nonprofit organization where we focus on changing the lives of middle school and high school girls, females, and creating a place where they can focus on mind, body, soul mm-hmm. as they go through, you know, the challenges of, of middle school and high school. And so it's, it's a program where we give them the tools, the self-empowerment, the community, where they have a, a safe voice and a place to just be very authentic and talk about some of the roles and the and, and which they're playing in their middle school and high school lives, what's going on with them personally, maybe like in their family settings. And so really what this program does is it, it gives them this, this space where they do the yoga, they do the meditation, mm-hmm. they do the self-empowerment work and the journaling. And then typically they, they go somewhere and they hike or they have this experience together where they're putting their phones away for a week. The parents are, you know, in communication with some of the mentors, but there's really no communication on the girls' side. And they come out of this journey, and it's just remarkable to hear their comments, you know, before and after and how it's just so life-changing. And I think that organization is so important. I always think of, you know, had I had those, you know, tools, had I had that community when I was in middle school and high school. And, you know, as females, we kind of go through our journey, like, almost like on our own sometimes. And For sure. This creates, you know, that that organization especially just creates that community for them to be authentic, to find their voice early on, to know that it's okay that others are going through these challenges as well. So, so Wellfit Girls is a piece of the Alliance Gives Back program. And I had mentioned earlier that, you know, when Jen and I, you know, formed this organization, we thought it was a little bit of a lifestyle change, which, you know, that really didn't (laughs) come to fruition. We've been so fortunate that it really took off. But that being said, when we set out our organizational goals on the onset, and we sat down and we put pen to paper on goals, our first goal was not a revenue goal. It was not a net profit goal. It was a giving back goal. And we started from there. And we said, before we take, you know, one cent out of the account, we are going to commit X to charitable initiatives. And then after the X, we're going to make it a percentage of profits. And I think starting with that framework was so, you know, empowering because that is something that, you know, we had experienced mentorship and we had experienced giving back in our career. And so we wanted to make sure that we prioritize that on the onset in the foundation of Alliance Global Advisors. And we have since been able to enforce that and in, 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 in really magnify the efforts there. So now Alliance Gives Back program, we commit to several different organizations In addition, we share those organizations with our client base, and we've seen our clients kind of jump in. So we've kind of seen our efforts magnify and compound, which has been so humbling, and we're so grateful for our clients kind of jumping in in contribution as well. But then also, we really try to give back in a mentoring capacity. So if there's, you know, somebody that's looking to evolve their career and needs some assistance or just just having a conversation around some of the challenges that they're going through. Jen and I are always happy to jump on a phone and have the phone call with those individuals and guide them in whatever direction that they may be seeking. But then from an educational standpoint, Alliance really thought, you know, felt the importance of giving back to the universities. So we have a series of we reference as masterclasses where we share, you know, the evolution of best practices, the evolution of institutional, the uh, real estate investment evolution. And so we 
we've now been asked by several universities to come in and give these presentations. And we invite our whole team. So we have a team of 13 now. We invite our team to be part of those discussions. And I think as if we can get to the foundation of these individuals so early in their career, and we're able to do so kind of by embedding um, within the university. So that's another part of the way in which we give back. We also have several of our clients that are um, committing to these these updated DEI, so diversity, equity, and inclusion surveys and object, uh, new objectives within our industry, and so we encourage you know participation on behalf of our client base. We encourage participation on behalf of our alliance team members as well. So I just think the power of mentorship and giving back is is so important and such a important framework for you know individual career, organizational goals and objectives. Um, and so we've really been able to do so right from the onset. Well, Heather, that was really fantastic. I, I just have to say that what you just shared with us has connected with me in such a deep level. I can't even express how much that has impacted me. That being said, I wanted to ask you if there was one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's listening in, and you've given many already, what would that be? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a couple pieces of advice, if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, first and foremost, I think as I'll kind of speak to those that are creating the foundation, the framework for their careers. Um, Because I think that's such like an important part on your individual journey um, and how that can, you know, I would say flow into and be incorporated within your industry, right? Just really like be authentic. Like, I mean, and I, I mean that from the, from my heart, like that was one piece where if I could go back to, you know, 20 years ago version, Heather, is that. I felt that there was, you know, a professional me and a a personal me. And I think especially as women back then, we were kind of taught that that was the way that we need to show up. And I would say that those should be combined from day one. And when you do that, it's really powerful because you attract, you know, the, the right people for you and you attract the right employer and you attract the right client and you attract the right team members. And then you have this compact compounding effect that can be so powerful. And so if something is ever, you know, bothering you or you feel like you just need to speak, I would say the one thing, one of the things that I've learned throughout my career is I've just learned to speak from a place of my own experience, not a place of, you know, she did this or he did that, or he made me feel this way. Just speak from your heart. And use your voice in this industry and be very in your in your career path and be as authentic as possible. Share your concerns, share your challenges, share your your dreams, um, where you want to go, what you're trying to accomplish. And when you go out there from that authentic place, it can be very, very powerful. And it creates this like framework where people see you, they hear you, they want to be part of your story, they want to share and to contribute. And I have just seen that that has been very, very meaningful. And when I brought that concept back to my team, you know, I've watched that kind of compounding effect within my own team members as well. And so that's, I I would say that's like one, one piece to it. Use your voice as much as possible. I would say the other piece that 
if I'm going to speak a little bit more, more to females, um, I think females have this incredible, like listening power, right. And that, that power of just sitting back and, and letting others be heard. And that was one piece that I feel that I've done very well in my career. Whereas, you know, I would typically be sitting around a boardroom or sitting around, you know, a strategic conversation and and in our industry, you know, let's face it, it's, it's more, more male dominated. And I would say the role that I always felt that I successfully played was just this, like this listening voice to the client, listening to the investor, listening to the advisor and trying to put together of where they're all coming from, what role are they playing? What value are they trying to fill? And when you kind of sit back from a, from a listening standpoint, I think you can be very impactful when you try to put all the pieces together and, and come from a place when you're recommending a solution, you're really coming from an understanding of what everybody else is trying to accomplish. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's really great advice. I, I really do sort of connect with that because it is true that women in general, now there are women who don't know how to listen, that's for sure. But, but women in general have that gift because of the nature of who we are and the way that we were, we were built. So that's fantastic. I we've come to the part of the interview where I get to hand over the mic to you. <laughs> so I know you have a question for me. Yeah, no, I always love taking the mic and kind of putting it back. You know, we just we know I just shared, you know, my my evolution and finding myself and my place within this industry. I would love to hear from you just one lesson learned. You know, you and I come from diverse backgrounds. We had a different journey. So I'd love to hear from you just one lesson learned as you were finding your place in this industry. And, and, you know, today you've done such a wonderful, you know, you're, you're in such a wonderful position to give back and you've created, you know, where you want to stand in this industry, but I'd love to hear a lesson learned as you kind of were trying to find yourself and and find your place within this uh, industry. What, what do you have to share with the audience? Well, you know, you're right. Our backgrounds are so different in that I'm an immigrant and I moved to this country when I was much, much older. And so I did not have the benefit of a community that would have welcomed me or supported me. And I found that I had to fight my way through that. And I don't want to use the word fight. Instead, I want to use the word promote myself. And the way that I'm, I'm still looking for my voice, to be honest with you, and I'm already 60 years old, Heather, And so I find that when I connect with people like you, for instance, and really just have the courage to to pull up my own chair to the table and let people know that I have something to contribute in a very respectful way, not to be so, so very bold or, well, bold is a good word, but not to be intrusive, but instead let other people know that I I do have something to contribute. Because I believe that when people recognize that you are willing to contribute and that you do have something meaningful to say, they will in turn welcome you into their group or community. And so if there's one thing that I think I've learned is that it's okay to Pull your own chair up to the table, be a part of a discussion, be a part of the conversation, because in as much as you want to learn from other people, as I have learned from you today, Heather, I think that 
people can also learn from me and my diverse background and the things that I, I feel that I can contribute. So thank you for that question. I, I love that. And I want to thank you most of all for, for more than anything touching me today. This was a really amazing, amazing time that I had with you, Heather. So I appreciate you. I appreciate all the work that you've done for not just WellFit Girls, not just for your team, not just for your partnership with Jen and your company and your clients and, and everybody else. I think that today, just by being here, you've actually put it out to the world and hopefully we get a chance to promote this interview and have more people be touched the same way that I was touched by you today. So thank you. I love that, Veronica. Yes, I'd absolutely love to be a voice for any member in this audience. So I just want to open that up. If anybody's, you know, on their journey and and trying to figure out, you know, where they should land within the industry, I'm I'm happy to be a resource at any point in time. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you're with your family and you're also working and you're in Vail, Colorado, which is wow, what a beautiful place to be. So I just want to wish you all the very best and you have so much more to give. So again, I just say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Veronica. It was so wonderful meeting you. Thank you for your time today. Have a great week and a blessed life. Thank you. You too. Take care.